Hey, good morning, friends. Skip here. Next episode of Finding Meaning. Uh, got the windows open. I've got one more day of cool weather here in the middle of Iowa. And then we're back to summer a little bit. We got some much needed rain the past couple weeks. So I hope things are well where you're at. Nice cool breeze blowing through here. It's 8.25 a.m. on the 8th of July. Uh, summer's sliding by, but that's okay. That's okay. I want to talk today about a sort of difficult subject. Let me say it that way. Uh, you'll hear my cat meowing. She wants something from someone. Uh I want to talk about how we try to change things, but we can't, and why that's true. Why we continue to try to fix, and the fix can't happen. Now, what makes it a difficult topic <clears throat> is this, is that I don't want to demean or dismiss anyone's good intentions, because I think you know, having a, a good heart, a good, a good intentions, uh, those are all parts of a good, healthy spiritual growth. Uh, but I think one of the things we need to understand is, well, a couple things we need to understand. Why nothing really changes and, and why we can often fool ourselves into thinking we're doing something. Uh, because frankly, my friends, the world, the pain in the world or the, the injustice in the world we've created is overwhelming. And uh, there can be a feeling of hopelessness. And I don't want that to be a part of this. I don't mean to project hopelessness because I think there's always hope. As long as we're conscious beings, uh, we... We have some hope. Let me open up my garage here and let some more air in. Uh, <clears throat> so, having given that sort of caveat, want to talk about uh, the difficulty in how we change issues in our world and why they don't change, and, and often the spiritual trap of being a, a person who is in service to humanity or has a big heart or deeply intuitive person or someone who just wants to be a better person. There's a lot of difficulty with that because we can do a lot of good stuff, but if we look objectively at the world we're in, often nothing changes. Let's talk about that. So... I have always appreciated people who have good intentions. Uh, I am, I'm pretty darn intuitive, I'll be honest with you. Uh, and I say that with a, a lot of humility because that's not always a good thing to be. Trust me, it's, it's, it can be a real challenge to be a deeply intuitive person. But I have the ability to, to recognize on some level people's intentions, people's agenda. And 
I do gravitate towards people who want to do good things. And it's important for us to want to do good things. After all, I talk about kindness all the time. As a sacrament, I believe doing good things can transform the person doing them and, the, and transform the people that uh, need help, that the people are trying to do good for. And, you know, a lot of inspiring people do a lot of inspiring things. But, but, I see a lot of people burn out who want to do good things. I see a lot of frustrated people who try to be good people because the world doesn't change. The people around them rarely change. Uh, For me, anyway, part of my uh, big epiphany in my life was to ask that question, why? Why is it with all the people who want to feed and clothe and, uh, you know, find true justice? Why is it that nothing changes? Not really. Uh, We still deal with a lot of the same issues we have generation after generation after generation. Why is it that even with, and there's a lot of people, my friends, with good intentions and not everyone's, uh, you know, sort of sinister mean. Uh, most people I have met have uh, good intentions for you and, and and for your life. Not all of them. There's a, there's a warning. Uh, a lot of people uh, are very much uh, about themselves. So, you know, always approach with caution. But for the most part, I have met people who are... Who have learned kindness is a better way and, and you know, generosity is, is good. And that's all on a spectrum. Some people are more kind, more generous than others. Now, the question becomes, and it was for me, you know, with all these good intentions, why hasn't uh, some of the, you know, real problems of the world changed? You know, why can't we deal with the demonstrable fact that we're changing the climate. Why can't we do away with things like poverty? Why can't we stop things like war? You know, there are things we can do practically to, excuse me, get a drink, to, to make it a better world. And, and so with all the good intentions... And all the people doing bold things, you know, empowering other people, uh, feeding other people. Why doesn't it change? Well, here's the answer. It doesn't change because the system we created as human beings, it doesn't want it to change. Let me say that again. The system that we have either intentionally or unintentionally created in our world, a system of of comparison, a system of dualism, a system of up and down, a system of rich and poor, a system of black and white, uh, those systems that we have created as cultures, as a species, we deep down inside don't know how to live outside of them. And therefore, those things 
will never be resolved because we have made them so they can't be. Sounds kind of like a bummer, doesn't it? Let me try to explain. Since, you know, I'm not going to go into, you know, all of human history, but let's say since, you know, the last couple hundred years, let me say that. We have developed systems, and probably before that, we have developed systems, economic systems, political systems, that we propose to human beings as reality. Now, I say we because in some way we all buy into the system, the systems that we've created. We all buy into them, not always by choice, but certainly when we are born, we are born into a set way in which the world functions. That way in which the world functions is a conglomeration of ideas and concepts, of institutions, of uh, morality, of, you know, uh, economics, you name it, that we have all agreed is how we will function. And that agreement may not even be a conscious agreement. Subconsciously, we're taught this is the way the world is. Okay, when you're taught, when, when, when a world is taught, when people are taught, when the human race is taught, that this is the way the world is, what that does is that programs in us the ways in which we function within the context of the world we've created, the societies, the institutions, uh, the economics, the politics. So when we go to do something right in our world, we often do that through this uh, false understanding of what it means to be human. And so although we may be on the better side of a moral issue, we may be on the better side of, of history, if you will, we may be acting out of the better angels of our nature, to quote Lincoln. Uh, often what we end up doing is just trying to put a Band-Aid on, you know, the, the, the gash, <laughs> Uh, you know, the old saying, I don't know if it's a very nice saying or not, but we end up rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. That, you know, <laughs> and and then we scratch our head and we go, well, why didn't that legislation work? Or why can't we cure this social ill? Or why? Well, the reason is because we don't address the core issue, which is how we humans perceive reality. Turn on the news, you'll hear the same arguments over and over. Uh, when I was a, a pastor, I was a pastor for 20 years, uh, we had an annual meeting every year of, of all the, this, this denomination. And you would, <clears throat> and you would hear, and I literally mean this, the same argument at year one as I heard at year 20 people believing they were doing the right thing, people standing up for what they valued. I'm using air quotes. Their values, their beliefs. The problem was the framework for their values and their beliefs. Even if their values and beliefs were that of seeking justice 
and helping people, uh, the reason we don't correct things, the reason the same argument goes on for 20 years, or 200 years, or 2,000 years, is because we keep trying to fix it within the framework of something that's false. And therefore, even if we're doing what is right and good, even if we're caring for our neighbor, the system that makes our neighbor need something is still in place. Like I said at the beginning, I don't want to project hopelessness. I don't mean to project hopelessness. I don't think it's hopeless, or I wouldn't be doing this podcast. But I think we need to be real about what we're doing here. We can't keep doing this, you know, the same thing, expecting different results. That's the definition of insanity. But look at how we do that in our world. Look at how many religious groups go into the world to do good. And they do. But as soon as they leave the town where they've helped with reconstruction, or they leave the country that was in famine, guess what returns? You know, the famine, the poverty, the, uh, the economic and political systems that we all have agreed to. And I, and I can't say that strong enough, brothers and sisters, that even if you are involved in every good thing there is, uh, the world we've created, the reality that we have created, the matrix, the false reality, still dictates your identity, still dictates what's going to happen. Okay, so what do we do? Well, continue to do good. Don't be discouraged. You know, stand up for what's right. But we have to do that in a different way. Yeah, people need fed, but the person who inspired me to think this way the most, I think, is Martin Luther King Jr. Because he knew that the oppression of people was not going to stop until the oppressor was not just challenged, but understood and given some degree of, of sympathy for their ignorance. Or, you know, I, I tell the story again. I, uh, many years ago, someone put on Facebook uh, the pictures of some relatives of mine from Georgia who were slave owners. <clears throat> you know, you're talking 1860s, 50s, right? Or if they weren't, if it wasn't that old, they were at least prejudiced because everyone was in my family and, you know, it was the culture they were in. And no one would ever agree that their behavior was good. But what a sad thing to see people who go through life never knowing themselves, only knowing hatred. And I had posted on Facebook, you know, what a, what a sad thing. And, and people, people got mad because I wouldn't condemn these folks as though they were, you know, some evil uh, people. Well, they did bad things, but they didn't know any better. They were ignorant. And you have to have some degree of empathy and understanding for that.
That's the whole forgive them. They don't know what they're doing thing that Jesus speaks. So we continue to do what's good and right. But we do it with a sense that it's not so much fighting against others, although others' behaviors can be abhorrent, but it's about addressing the meta. And that's what we don't do. We don't do the meta, M-E-T-A, and I don't mean Facebook. (laughs) I mean the meta issue, the larger issue, is that we have created a reality where ignorance is cultivated and handed to us as reality. Uh, Some is, you know, really bad, and some does good. But either way, what we're doing is we're just swimming around that old fishbowl that I talk about all the time, never addressing the core issue. And the core issue is the meta issue. And the way we do that, the way we address it is by doing the spiritual work you're doing. You, my friends, by listening to this, by reading books, by doing whatever it is you're doing on your spiritual journey, you are addressing the injustice. Your raised consciousness, I'm so convinced of this, my friends, It's just my opinion, but I'm convinced of it. Your raised consciousness is, in fact, the answer to the world's problems. Now, are you going to see those problems all disappear in your lifetime? I doubt it, unless something drastic happens. But do not be deterred, because the work you're doing spiritually is ultimately the answer not judging other people, understanding that everyone's operating from a sense of ignorance, understanding that love is the real end goal and purpose of our life. Do we need to stand up for our political views? Well, I think if they are about caring for others, yes. If they are about demeaning others, no. That's of the world. The work we need to do you know, as we are feeding people, as we are being generous, as we are being kind, the work we need to do is raising our awareness and our consciousness of our authentic self. And then that helps the person next to us see that. It's a long slog, my friends. It's a tough road to hoe uh, because you're not going to see the answers you want. But you won't see the answers you want unless you do it. There you have it, my friends. Thanks for your time. Talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.